Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Couple Next Door. Written by Peg Lynch. And starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. That's right. Well, I thought I'd better call Mr. Cole and let him know that we were here in Boston. You see, my wife received a letter two weeks ago that she was one of the heirs to the cousin's estate of Miss Laura Cummins, and... Yeah, that, that's right, yes. Well, Mr. Cole asked that we come to Boston for the reading of the will tomorrow. Oh. Oh, I see. I... What'd you say there? Well, all right, supposing I call back later today, then. We... You see, we want to take some of the historic tours while we're in Boston anyhow. Brought my aunt and our little girl along, and I'm rather anxious to have her learn something about American history, you know. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you. I'm sure, uh, sure we will. Yes, I'll, I'll call back later. <laughs> what did what, you say? Well, it seems they found another will that Laura left, and Mr. Cole's trying to find out now which is the authentic one or uh -huh. the last one, whatever you say. Oh, well, then we're free to just go on a tour this morning. Yeah, yeah, oh, I guess fun. so. Betsy? Betsy, now put your coloring book away and go down the hall and knock on Aunt Effie's door. Tell her to get ready. We're going on a tour this morning. What room is hers? 631? That's right. And don't run up and down the hall. Remember, this is a hotel and some of the guests sleep later. And darling, you hurry back because Daddy's got some things he wants to tell you before we start out on the tour. Okay, Daddy. Oh, this is exciting being in Boston, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> isn't it, uh? Now, where are those folders I picked up in the lobby? You know, on the tours we can take? Right there in the dresser. You know, right we want to see as much as we can. I really want Betsy to get a good understanding of what Boston represented in the early days of the American Revolution. And darling, Betsy is only six. She'll be seven in June. That's not too young to begin to have some understanding of Honey, these things. Honey, you don't really begin to get American history until you're in the fifth or sixth grade. All right, all right. So when she's in the fifth or sixth grade, she'll know more than anybody else. Because she'll have been at these places, and it'll mean more to yes, her. Look, well. we're going to see Lexington and Concord. We'll oh. visit Paul Revere's house, see uh -huh. the old North Church where the lantern was hung. Uh -huh. She'll see the bridge at Concord and the oh, green at Lexington where the first shot was fired. Oh, that, I wish I'd seen them when I was in school. I do think it means more if you've actually been there. Oh, don't oh you? definitely. Yes, I yes do. much more. Mm -hmm. Mommy, Aunt Effie is sick. We, sick? Sick? I think you'd better come down to her room right away. Oh. <laughs> Anything to worry about. It's just 
a little laryngitis. Happens to me every now and then. And then I have to stay in bed for a day. It'll be all right tomorrow. Well, honestly, nothing like taking a trip to Boston to see everything, and then you wind up in bed in a hotel, oh, Aunt Ethel. Yeah, <laughs> gee, is there anything we can do for you? No, no, not a thing. Now, you go right ahead and take a tour. No sense in all of you sitting around a hotel room all day. Not a thing you can do for me, anyhow. Well, there's too much driving in the car, probably. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. I hate to just leave you here alone. Yeah. No, 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 I don't mind at all. I'll read. I have some magazines. Time's the tour start, dear. Ten o'clock. Well, it's only 9.30 now. I'll go see if I can find the housekeeper, whatever they call him. See if she has a heating pad. Oh, yes, that might, that might help. Yes. Thank you, dear. Can I go with you, Mommy? No, no, you stay here. Daddy wants to talk to you before we leave. I'll be right back, Betsy. <laughs> now then, Betsy, we, uh, we have half an hour, and Daddy wants to tell you a little bit about Boston before we go on the tour. Oh, <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Yeah, because it's so darn much, I don't know where to start. Well, why don't you start with telling about Paul Revere? I was always fascinated with that story when I was little. Paul Revere, yeah, that's mm -hmm. a good idea. Yeah. Are we uh -huh. going on a big bus? Oh, yes, with a lot of other sightseers. Now then, honey, Paul Revere was born... Can I in... sit by a window? Yes, darling, if we can get your seat by the window. Now, listen to Daddy, will you? Paul Revere was a very famous American back in the days when America fought with England and we got our independence. Now, will you stop trying to stand on your head and sit up in that chair? You listen to your daddy, Daddy. listen to me. Because he's going to tell you a story you'll never forget. Forget? She apparently isn't even going to hear it. I got a heating pad right away. I met one of the maids in the hall, and she had one right in the closet down the hall here. Oh, that's wonderful, <laughs> that's dear. Nice you want to plug it in for Aunt Effie, dear? Oh, yeah, sure. I think we better get our things on, get down the lobby so we're ready when the tour bus comes. Well, look, we don't need to get down yet. I'm trying to tell Betsy something of the things we're going to see. Yeah, all right. I don't know whether to take a coat or not. Oh, I don't think you need a coat, dear. thought maybe just mm -hmm. my raincoat. Well, Seems to be clouding up a honey, little you bit. You don't need a coat. We'll mm -hmm. be on the bus. Yes, but the bus stops, I'm sure, and we get out to look at things. Well, you know, never maybe. mind. All right, take a coat if you want to. Right I'm there. I will. Plugged in the heating pad. It turns on right here. Oh, thank you, dear. We really ought to get down to the lobby, dear. I mean, if you're going to tell Betsy about the American Revolution, you better step on it. Well, now what? Well, I can't condense the American Revolution into a thumbnail sketch. Pete says it's interesting. She should be sitting in my lap and hanging on every word instead of sliding off the chair onto her head. Betsy, now stop that. You're getting your dress all wrinkled for one thing. Now go sit on Daddy's lap. Oh, hurry up. Never mind. Let it go. Let no, it go. No, Betsy, go sit on Daddy's lap. Now go on. Hurry up. Oh, all right. Oh, come on. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Now, there. What there do we you are. want? What do I want? I want to tell you about Paul Revere. You know, I don't think I will take a coat. The sun is shining no, I again. I don't think you need it, mm -hmm. dear. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on about Paul Revere, dear. Go on. Yeah. All right, all right. Now, look, maybe I ought to begin with the background a bit. Honey, now, have you heard, you've heard us talk about the American Revolution, haven't you, Betsy? Yes. Well, do you know what that means? No. I'm going to sit by a window on the bus, Mommy. Oh, fine, dear. Well, the American Revolution was started because the colonists got very angry with England because England was imposing taxes on them that the colonists didn't feel were fair, especially because they had no representation in the government in London. You understand? No. Do you know what taxes are? Something that makes you mad. But, well, not exactly, dear. <laughs> all right, all right. Now, look, to heck with that. All you have to remember is the slogan, honey. Now, listen, taxation without representation. Can you say that? Taxation without representation. Ah, there, there you see. That's ah. very good. You're beginning to catch on, aren't you? No. 
Oh. Well, dear, you well, certainly can't expect her to comprehend things I like that. I explained it very simply. Betsy, if Mary Lou formed a club and said you could belong to the club but that you couldn't come to the parties and still you had to send a present to her whether you were there or not, you'd be kind of mad about it, wouldn't you? I sure would. I wouldn't give her a present if I couldn't come to the party. Well, that's why America was mad at England. Sort of the same thing. England wanted us to send presents, but they didn't want us to come to the party. Well, I certainly don't think that's the way to explain it. Well, at least she understands it a little better, don't you, Betsy? Yes. There. All right, all right. Let's go on. Now, now, why don't you tell Betsy about the Boston Tea Party? That's very interesting. Yes, yeah, all yes, right. that's good, dear. Now, one of the incidents that set off the war was huh? the Boston Tea Party. Was the war just a lot of parties? I think she's getting the wrong idea about this whole thing. The Boston Tea Party, dear, wasn't what we call a party. It's, it's just called that. Why? Well, because... Ask Daddy. Well, listen, Daddy's getting a little mixed up on this whole thing. England sent over a lot of tea on some boats, and the Americans were supposed to pay heavy taxes on it, and they didn't want to. They thought it was unfair. So one night, a bunch of Americans, Paul Revere was one of them, dressed up like Indians, and they, they swam out to the ships and threw all the tea in the water. And that's what's called the Boston Tea Party. Why did they dress up like Indians? Why did they dress up like Indians? Well, they, uh... Aunt Effie, do you remember? Well, I... Um... No, I don't think I do remember. Yeah, well, I think, Betsy, dear, it was just a disguise, so nobody would know who they were. I think maybe we better do a little reading up on these things ourselves, dear. You know, it's been some time since... Well, we I want to tell her about Paul Revere, anyhow. I certainly yeah. remember that. Now, one night the Americans thought the British were going to attack them. Daddy means, you know, they were going to pick a fight. Uh-huh. Boy, this is some story of the American Revolution. Well, go on about Paul Revere, dear. Recognize it. Well, the Americans that. didn't know whether the British were, were going to come by sea or by land. Daddy uh, means the Americans didn't know whether the enemy was coming by little boats or whether they were going to walk. See? <clears throat> so, as soon as they found out, Paul Revere told the sexton of the old North Church to hang a lantern in the steeple of the church. Here's a church, and here's a steeple. Open your hands and see all the people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. Now, look, don't play with your fingers, will you? Now, listen to your daddy. Let's see. I'm, well, look, the sexton of the church was to climb up and hang a lantern in the steeple. One, if by land... How did he get up there? Well, he had a ladder, I guess. And now, listen, will you? He was to hang one lantern if the British came by land and two lanterns if they came by sea. Well, Paul Revere watched the church, and at midnight, he saw one lantern, so he knew the British were coming by land. So he jumped on his horse, and he, he rode through the whole countryside so he could let the people know that the British were coming. Why didn't he just telephone them? <laughs> oh, they didn't have phones then, dear. No, no, people had to ride horseback, darling, and, and Paul Revere rode his horse. What color was his horse? Daddy? Uh, well, it, uh, it, what color was his horse? I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what color his horse was. It was a horse. The important thing is that today we're going to ride along the very route that Paul Revere took. And I'm going to sit by the window. And you're, and you're going to listen to what your daddy has to say. Now, look, I want you to listen to what the guide has to say, too, when you get in that bus. Now, we took you out of school and brought you to Boston especially, so you got a very educational trip ahead of you. And I, I want don't you to think I'll take a coat today. Oh, there's the bus. I can see a sightseeing bus down there in front of the hotel. Look, it doesn't leave until 10 o'clock. we got plenty of time, and I want to tell her about Lexington and Concord. Come on, Daddy. I want to get a seat next to the window. Oh, well, don't be discouraged, dear. Betsy will get more out of this than we think. I just hope she doesn't get too tired. Now, shall I take a coat? Oh, I hate to leave you, Aunt Effie. Oh, have a good time. Don't worry about me. Come on! Oh, just a minute. Who is it? Oh, it's Argo. 
granddad, please. My goodness. I wondered what happened to you so late. How are you feeling, Much better. Well, did you have a good time? Oh, yes, it was wonderful. Yes, if I got, you know, it was very interesting. You know, Betsy paid attention to everything. I was pretty proud of her. You get back into bed and we'll tell you all about it, Aunt Effie. Oh, I am exhausted. Well, I'm glad to hear Betsy paid attention. She did. She really did. You know, she hung on every word the guide said. Well, isn't that wonderful? And you were so worried about her. Well, of course, I thought she'd get too tired. Instead, we're the ones who are worn out. She's still raring to go. Well, we drove through parts of Boston first, and then over the Charles River. Uh -huh. We drove around Harvard, and we saw the famous glass flowers. You've heard about those, went into Longfellow's house, and we bought postcards to show you. And we saw the village blacksmith's house, and where the famous spreading chestnut tree used to stand. Mm -hmm. Then on to Lexington and Concord, saw Hawthorne's house, Emerson's, the, oh. the Alcott house. Well, we, um, we didn't stop there, no. went right on, you know, to the Concord Bridge. Oh, now, now, I think I should have Betsy tell me about the tour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, you do, darling. <laughs> Betsy, you, you tell, tell Aunt Effie, huh? She, you know, she hung on every word the guide said. Couldn't mm -hmm. take her eyes off him. I tell you, I was kind of relieved to see that she's got that same feeling for history that I had, you know? And well, it really makes a difference, apparently, to see what you're oh, being yeah. told uh -huh. about. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Well, <laughs> Betsy, have a good time, hmm? Oh, yes. Was the guide interesting when he told you about all those things? Oh, yes, Aunt Effie. He had the biggest nose you ever saw. <laughs> well, well, what do you mean? Didn't you see how big his nose was, Betty? Oh, honestly, I think he did have a rather large nose well, there. Well, for Pete's sake, that is not the important thing. Well, uh, tell Aunt Effie about Lexington, Betsy. I got an ice cream cone there, Aunt Effie. Oh, uh-huh. Is that oh. all you remember about Lexington? You got an ice cream cone? Not dear, not dear, not dear. And what do you remember about the Concord Bridge where the battle was fought for American liberty? Oh, yes, well, Concord. Uh, That's where I saw these cute squirrels, Aunt Effie. They were running up and down a tree. She, tore, she saw two cute squirrels at Concord. Well, I tell you, I give up. I'm going back to my room and lie down. You I stay here with Aunt Effie, Betsy, and tell her about the trip, dear. Yes, you tell me all about it, Betsy. Come might on, as well have stayed home. Oh, now, honey. That's right, just might as well have stayed home, brought her an ice cream cone, and taken her for a walk through the woods. But no, we plan a lovely trip to Boston. Now, we'll be here the rest of the week, Concord. dear. What just happened? give her a chance. <laughs> Serious music has its three B's. Light-hearted song has its two C's. Who are they? Why, Crosby and Clooney, of course. Bing and Rosemary, respectively, two of the nation's favorite singers of songs. And where do these two C's warble their high and low C's? Bring on another big C, the CBS Radio Network. Every weekday over most of these stations, our road shows present one or the other in a sparkling show. On Saturdays and on Sundays, with the road shows going at double schedule, you hear them both. On Saturdays, there's a road show starring Bing Crosby and one starring Rosemary Clooney. On Sundays, they each have two shows apiece. There's nothing pretentious, pedantic, or overpowering about these shows. Clooney and Crosby just sing. Three C's for you thanks to CBS Radio and the Clooney and Crosby Road Shows. <laughs> The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Margaret Hamilton and Francie Myers and is produced by Walter Hart. This is Stuart Metz inviting you to listen again tomorrow for The Couple Next Door.